Nope, we don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. I am C.L. Whiteside, and this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. If you're kind of wondering, like, what is Time of Grace Ministry? Go check out timeofgrace.org. Man, there's tons of resources on there to help you get fed spiritually, to help you on your faith journey. There are Pastor Mike sermons. There are other pastors with short videos. There are blogs. There are other podcasts. There are daily devotions. It helps break down scripture and, and talks about certain topics. Go check it out. It's a great resource. Tons of resources on there for you to use at your disposal at the tip of your finger because we all got phones for the most part, right? Now, Thinking about this podcast, I checked on Apple and we are at 99 reviews or 99 ratings in terms of somebody hitting the four out of five star. Why not be number 100? Go ahead and hit the five star so we can get to 100 and over 100. And then I looked on Spotify. We were at 49. Why not be number 50? 50 is just a lot better than 49 and 100 is a lot better than 99. And some of you are like, well, what's the point? It's because the more ratings, the better the rating. That's why some people listen to the podcast and check it out. And we want them to hear about Jesus and the good news and the gospel. So go ahead and hit the five stars so we can get over 100 and over 50 on Spotify. Now, enough of that. Let's get into our first world problem today. I just want to start off by saying all fame ain't good fame. All fame is not good fame. And our first world problem question today is this. What is the weirdest way that you have heard someone becoming famous? What is the weirdest way that you have heard someone becoming famous? And I thought about this because I don't know if I saw it on Instagram or Twitter or maybe both. But a woman became famous because she took her bra off and she threw it on the stage at a Drake concert. And Drake, I guess, picked it up and was like, man, because she had a big chest. And like, go find this woman, go find this woman. And I guess she got offers or a deal with Playboy now. They were trying to get her to do OnlyFans. And it's like, she became famous for something that's so weird to me. Like, she took her bra off and she threw it on the stage. I don't know. I, I don't know about it. But I just started thinking about from a biblical standpoint, what are some weird ways that people possibly became famous? Like, I thought about all of the people that Jesus uh, take took demons out of them. Like, did they become famous after that? And they, people were like, hey, bro, you see them right there? They was crazy. They were crazy for real. Like, they had some demons in them, but, but Jesus took it out. Or how about Lazarus? Lazarus was dead, and Lazarus got raised from the dead by Jesus. He was in the tomb for four days. And it says, like, plenty of people were there to, to comfort uh, Mary and Martha. And it's like, did Lazarus become famous? You know, where he's walking down the street and people are like, hey, there you go right there, bro. I'm telling you, he was dead. He was dead for four days. He was in the tomb, but Jesus raised him. Like, did he become famous? Or I think about David in the Bible. It, David was famous after he killed Goliath. And they even made a song about David. But it's like, what do you think is the weirdest way in our world today that someone has become famous? And do you think the scenarios that I just uh just broke down do you think those people were famous and do you think that what is the weirdest way in the bible that someone became famous a two-part question what is the weirdest way that you think someone has become famous and then in the bible what is the weirdest way that you think someone became famous i would love to hear from you on instagram or twitter my handle is champion life 23 if you're on youtube drop it in the comments and this is our first world problem it is dinner time 
the title of our episode today is they want you to keep it on the low. And what I'm talking about and what we're going to talk about a lot in this episode is what do they want us to keep on the low? What do they not want us to be proud about? And I just want you to think about how often people that publicize that Jesus is God don't make the news or they try to cancel him or they try to point out their flaws as soon as they do something wrong. And our news, our media outlets, they love to publicize hot garbage. They love to publicize drama. And that's always been a thing, though. That has always been a thing. That is just not in our era, in our today's world. That's always been around, even since back in the day, way, way back in the day. And I think that's what makes the unique uh, message of Jesus so special because it's been able to, to still be like wildfire throughout all these different eras and eras where people do not want to hear about the gospel or have tried to tame the gospel. The truth is going to come out, though. The truth is going to come out. Let the light shine. Now, going and just thinking about some of those people that they want to keep it on love, they don't want people who are publicly open about their love for Jesus, who who talk about being a Christian. And I think about the likes of like a Tony, Jun- Tony Dungy, who's a former NFL coach who's very outspoken about his faith. He's written a couple books about it. I think about Tim Tebow. I think I miss, mentioned him the last episode or maybe the episode before that about how he was publicly saying how much he loves Jesus and the good news and, and, and the gospel. I think about an NBA player now by the name of Jonathan Isaac, who plays for the Orlando Magic. Man, sometimes you go on Twitter. I don't know. Do you call Twitter Twitter or do you call it X now? But anyways, if you go on Twitter or something, people will be talking crazy about Jonathan Isaac. And I think about even certain pastors. They want these pastors to keep it on the low. They don't want these pastors calling out certain sins. They don't want these pastors sharing the true message of Jesus and how his grace is so unique. It's so special, but it's so for everyone. They don't want these messages getting out there and they try to keep them on the low. Now, thinking about these people that I just named, in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases, people are just like waiting, waiting for one of these brothers to mess up. They're waiting for somebody who publicly says, I follow Jesus. I love Jesus. I love the gospel. They are waiting for them to mess up. So they want them to keep it on the low. And why is that? I think that's just our our sinful flesh, and that's one of the tricks of the world and and of the enemy. But we're going to look at today why we can be loud, why we can be proud about being a a follower for Jesus and realizing that there are times that we want to keep it on the law, and that's just part of our sinful nature that we we have to battle against. So in this episode of They Want You to Keep It on the Law, we got to talk about that. Now, I think this goes for all Christians, not just new Christians, but, but every single Christian at time is like, you know what? Can I play in the mud and stay clean? And it's like, no. And what we're really saying a lot of times is, you know, let me keep it on the low so that I can get invited to the party too. So I can get invited to do fill in the blank. But when we become more mature, when we get into God's word, we realize like uh, playing in the mud really is not that fun. It's not that fun. And there's so many other things that, that are better. And I'll give you an example. How many men are like, man, I want to chase this woman. The thrill of chasing a woman or chasing women, plural. But it's nothing like coming home to a beautiful woman that you know is going to be there for you all the time. I love my baby. Hey, Coco. But I think that's a thrill that I've had to experience or go through. And you think it's so fun. But once you get a good thing, once you get the right thing from the Lord, you realize like this is no comparison at all. Zero comparison 
at all. And we're going to just look at like, why should we become more mature? Why should we strive to be uh, spiritually growing in the, in the proper way? Now, this passage comes from Hebrews 5, verse 11 through 14. And this is talking about why we should strive to be mature, why we should strive to be spiritually growing. And the author of this book, he says this to them. He says, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. So what he's basically telling his audience is like, man, some of y'all enjoy being ignorant. Like you tried almost not to understand God's world. And I understand you got all these different messages of the world or not, but you got to listen to the true message of God and, and, and the gospel. And some people almost want to stay ignorant. So they kind of had that to fall back on like, well, I didn't know any better. As Christians, we do know better. But look at what he says in verse 12. He says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers. So he said, you should be teachers. You, however, need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. So they already have been given the gospel. They already have been given the truth, but they needed to get these messages repeated to them because they were enamored by all these other messages. Doesn't that sound like you and me a lot of times? And I just want you to think about this. Can you tell the difference between a real doctrine and a false doctrine, truth in the Bible and have truths or, or non-truths, can you tell the difference? Then I want you to think about this. Can you tell the difference if somebody was to name a line of a song or a line of a movie? Could you name it like that? If somebody laid out a pair of clothes or a certain type of shoes, would you be able to know the designer, the name of that design and what year they came out? Probably a, a lot of us can do that, especially Jordans. I know it's some shoe heads that, that listen to this. And it's just making us think about what do we prioritize in our lives? What do we allow to be the main messages that we constantly hear? It goes on to say this to, to the people, the audience he's speaking to. He says, you need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the, acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature. You know, babies drink milk. Adults eat real food, solid food. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from e evil. So why do we want to be spiritually mature so we know what's good and what, what's evil? Because in our world today, it's so hard to figure it out. And a lot of times why they want us to keep it on the low is they want the evil to prevail. They want the evil to prevail. Now, when studying this, it was something that was just awesome. I used my, my life application Bible and it was something that pointed out that I just got to read it to you and just have you think about this. It says too often we want a banquet from God before we're spiritually capable of digesting. I'm going to say that again. Too often we want a banquet from God before we're spiritually capable of digesting. And that's just saying, man, how many times do we want something and we think we're ready for it? But it's like we're infants. We're not even training ourselves for solid food yet. So God can't give it to us yet because he doesn't want to hurt us. It's like a baby. They don't give babies little. They don't give babies grapes a lot of times. They're not feeding babies steak and lobster and mashed potatoes because they're not ready for it. They got to get milk. So that's why we need to constantly be trying to spiritually mature and spiritually grow in, in the right ways. Now, what we got to realize, especially when it comes to the news, when it comes to, to the media, Things that get portrayed or get brought up that deal with the Bible and are actually facts, they usually don't get talked about in the news. They usually don't get a headline for a long period of time. And that stuff is actually true. But stuff that's not true, that usually gets the headlines. That usually makes the news and it stays there. And just a couple examples, if they had something like the Gospel of Thomas, which is not a gospel at all, that would make the news. If they talked about Jason Aldean, that would make 
the news. If they talked about the gospel of Judas, that would make the news. If they talked about people fighting on the dock and throwing hands and people throwing in the water and people taking chairs and smashing people over the head, that would make the news. But things that support the Bible, things that are artifacts of the Bible and support the historical evidence and accounts, those usually don't make the news. And if they do, it's just going to be a short period of time. And that just made me think about something called, or, or give you an example, the Isaiah Dead Sea Scrolls. So this was something that was discovered years ago. And it's something that supports the authenticity of the Bible and supports like, oh, we found a Dead Sea Scroll in a cave. I think it's the Qumran, Qumran cave. We saw these scrolls. Now, the scroll that they happen to find is a thousand years older than the scroll that they already had. They compared the two scrolls and it's like, man, these things are identical. These are pretty much identical. But that's not something that makes the news because you know why? That supports the Bible. That supports the fact that nothing in here was changed. It's nothing crazy missing. It's pretty much the same. It's very accurate. And that supports the Bible. And they don't want to do that. That's not going to make the news. They want they want that to be kept on the low. Now, they want people to stay quiet and not proclaim the, the gospel. They want people to stay quiet and not proclaim that, that Jesus is our savior. And why is that? Because they don't want it to spread. And I, when I say they, I'm talking about our sinful nature. I'm talking about our flesh. I'm talking about the news. I'm talking about the media. I'm talking about the enemy. Now I have to look at, we got to look at someone in the Bible who they wanted to keep on the low too. They want you to keep it on the low and they wanted this man to keep it on the low as well. This comes from Luke chapter 18. This was a blind beggar who received his sight. Luke chapter 18, verse 35. It says, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting on the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. So he heard about Jesus. He had heard about Jesus and how good he was. What have you heard about Jesus? He's our savior. We, we gotta love him. The beggar called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more son of David, which means like Messiah or, or savior, have mercy on me. Bruh had no shame. He had absolutely no shame. And that's something for us to learn from. So many times we're afraid to seem desperate. We're afraid to seem like we are in need. But apart from God, we spiritually are blind. We spiritually are blind. And, and that's a fact. Now, when you think about this rebuke, rebuking, when he got rebuked, his uh, profession, him not keeping it on the low, that turned some people off. And, and that's okay. Now, if he was hollering because he saw a pretty lady, or if he was hollering to say, vote for Biden or vote for Trump, would a lot of people be mad? If he was hollering, hey, where the drinks at? Where the smoke at? I got that loud. We would laugh and be like, oh, it, it's lit. But since he's hollering for the Lord, people are looking at him crazy and they want him to keep it on the low. They want him to keep it on the low. But remember, that that's the enemy. That's our sinful nature. That's our flesh. We, we need to go against that. Now, I just want to think about this, too. I wonder, did the people who rebuked him, did they fear him actually changing? Because sometimes as Christians, people do not want us to change. People don't want you to stop drinking or stop smoking because you might think you're better than them. I put I should put air quotes around that because we're not thinking that you're not thinking that. But they will feel insecure about themselves and say, oh, you must think you better than me now since you stopped it. And people want us to stay the same. 
but but that's not the case. And I think a lot of times that comes from an insecure standpoint where they're, they're thinking to themselves like it's easier to control somebody. It's easier to have someone be a pawn if that person can't really see who I am. And we got to remember this man was spiritually blind and he was physically blind. A lot of times we're blind in some ways and people want us to stay blind. They don't want us to change. They do not want us to change. In verse 40, it goes on to say, Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus. He followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. And this is one of the reasons we should not keep it on the low. We should not keep our love for Christ on the low. When he starts shouting for God, other people start shouting for God. When he started praising God, other people started praising God. Now, there are so many things, so many th things in the news that want to distract us from the real news, that want to distract us from the gospel, that want to distract us from the gospel of Christ and what he has done for us and how he can make us not be spiritually blind. But they want us to be distracted by all this stuff. Because you think about this. There are so many if you look at our headlines, you think about our headlines, what usually makes the headlines? Um, who's having sex with who? Who just broke up with who? Who cheated on who? This person messes with that person. This place just got bombed. This person just got murdered. These people are having tension in this way. Um, Trump did this or, or Biden did that. Those are the things that usually make the headlines. And what we have to realize on this episode of they want you to keep it on the low. Some things to learn about the media or about the news. Number one, don't expect, do not expect the media to highlight the gospel. Don't expect them to highlight the gospel. In fact, in a lot of times, they're going to try to take out the gospel and the message of Christ and what he has done for us and how it's so unique to compare, especially to, to all other religions. And I'm telling you, editing has gotten so scary and so good sometimes that you can hear certain messages and you're like, did that person really say that? And you don't even see a blip or something getting changed. But that's why we got to double check our messages. And we really have to look and compare it to what God's word says. And then also do our own research because editing has gotten so good. But they want to take out the gospel in a lot of ways. And they want to take out the fact that Jesus is Lord. They don't want us proclaiming that. They do not want us proclaiming that and telling them who God really is. And what we got to realize, too, is we don't expect... Um, historical evidence or things that support the Bible to make the news or to be in the news a long time. Just don't expect it. That's one of the enemy's uh, tactics and, and strategies. And a lot of times, even people don't want that because they want to try to control us in a different way. They don't want us to be free to know the gospel and know that we can move different. We have the freedom not to be just doing all this crazy, wild stuff. We can be free through Christ and the, and the spirit that he has blessed and equipped us with with. The third thing is we have to expect when it comes to the media, when it comes to the news, when it comes to the norm, that there are going to be false teaching and contradictions that go especially against the Bible. We just have to expect that. Like you can hear some crazy stuff on the news and this can be a lie. And any historical historian will tell you like that don't make any sense. That does not check any of the historical account fact checks. It, it doesn't check any of them. We found the bones of Jesus. You found what the bones? How you going to find the bones of Jesus when Jesus rose from the dead? His body's not even there. Like, come on now. Like it's, it's stupid stuff like that. That will make the headlines a lot of times and go directly against God's word. But that's what we can can expect. 
Now, on this episode of They Want You to Keep It on the Low, we have to think about these two questions. Have you been keeping it on the low and not proclaiming the gospel or keeping it on the low about your love for Jesus? Have you been keeping it on the low? And if so, why? Second thing to think about is how loud are you about stuff that really doesn't matter? Like talking about sports or petty stuff or or politics or don't do fill in the blank. Like how loud are you about that stuff? Do you keep that stuff on the low? Or are you just a low key person all around? If you are, I can kind of understand a little bit. But if you yelling and shouting about certain things, why you aren't yelling and shouting about God? Why you aren't you proclaiming the good news and, and sharing that w- with others? Remember, the Holy Spirit equips you. So, so don't be don't be afraid. And sometimes people say, I just don't know what to say. Let the Holy Spirit do what he does and talk for you. All right. Now, I want to just look at why the disciples didn't worry about keeping it on the low. Why weren't the disciples quiet? And this, this can we can have the same confidence as them. This comes from 2 Peter 1, verse 16 to 21. And this is how we're going to wrap it up. This is Peter talking. He says, for we were not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God, the father, the voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns. And Christ, the morning star shines in your hearts. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding. Sometimes people like, how you didn't know they didn't mess up? Because he tells us right here. And it also didn't come from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. So Peter is telling you like, bro, I heard this. I saw this. I am an eyewitness. But you know what? I'm not the only eyewitness. Sometimes people say maybe he was hallucinating. You can't have hundreds and thousands of people hallucinating. That makes zero sense. That means it happened. And people forget at times that the Bible is a historical account from eyewitnesses that has been fact checked and people look at it and it's real. It's real. And the beautiful thing about this, the disciples didn't try to keep it on the low and they were facing persecution. They were facing persecution. Nobody is going to be loud and proud about something when they know they can be persecuted about it, when they could keep it on a low and actually get paid and have a more comfortable life. Nobody does that for a lot. But they had to tell us because of the truth, the amazement of Jesus, the love that he has granted us with, how he has deemed us not condemned, how he has justified us and bought us back. So don't keep it on a low. They want you to keep it on a low but be loud and proud. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of They Want You to Keep It on the Low. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.